to a Hope 103.2 podcast. How did Jesus come to be regarded as God? As all Christians, Roman Catholic, Protestant and Orthodox, affirm to this day. Well, here's one answer you might just recognise. As relations between Christians and pagans became increasingly tense, the 4th century Emperor Constantine needed a political masterstroke that would bind the empire together. He found it in a theological proposal designed to blend Christian devotion to the man Jesus with the pagan worship of divinities. The emperor proposed, so the story goes, that Jesus should be regarded as divine, a god in his own right. The plan was brilliant. Not only would it blend Christian and pagan beliefs, it would provide Constantine with a powerful new political tool, a divine figure whose authority could not be challenged by the masses. A great council of Roman Catholic bishops was convened in AD 325 in the Council of Nicaea. The emperor put forward his new idea, applied the appropriate political pressure, and with the smallest of margins, won the vote. From now on, declared the Council of Nicaea, Jesus was to be worshipped as true God of true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, as the Church's Nicene Creed still says today. All that was left to complete Constantine's plan was a small rewriting of the history books. With the help of the Vatican, the emperor banned and burned the original Gospels about Jesus, those which spoke of him merely as a human, and commissioned four newly edited Gospels, ones more supportive of the idea that Jesus was God. Okay, I should stop this version of the Jesus Becomes God story before fellow believers report me to church officials or the historically informed report me to my academic superiors at Macquarie Uni. Frankly, virtually nothing of what I just said about Jesus' rise to divine status could be described as factual. You may have recognised it simply as the account of Jesus' divinity offered by Dan Brown's fictional academics in the novel The Da Vinci Code. Beyond providing the correct date for the Council of Nicaea, AD 325, everything Brown's characters say about this council, about the New Testament, and about Jesus' rise to divinity is either baseless or the opposite of what historians know to be the case. Now, I'm not going to go into any detail right now because I offered a whole week on the Da Vinci Code um, last month. Feel free to get the podcast of that on the 103.2 website. I do just want to say that there's no way in the world Emperor Constantine came up with the idea of Jesus' divinity and forced it on the Council of Nicaea. Just no way. Everyone who has read the documents about this great council knows that they were discussing the way in which Jesus was divine, not whether or not he was divine in the first place. The Christian belief in Jesus' divinity, of his oneness with God, goes back way before Constantine in the 4th century. Let me give you some very clear examples. The non-Christian intellectual named Celsus wrote a book against Christianity in the middle of the second century. It's called um, On the True Doctrine. Anyway, even he acknowledges, a hundred years before Constantine, um, that Christians worshipped Jesus as God. He didn't like the idea, but he knew that's what Christians believed. Here's what he said. Jesus tried his hand at certain magical powers, and on account of those powers gave himself the title of God. Then there's the Christian bishop Ignatius of Antioch, who on the way to his martyrdom wrote about Jesus in this way in his letter to the church of Ephesus. There is one physician who is both flesh and spirit, born and yet not born, who is God in man, true life in death, both of Mary and of God, Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Now, this is important because Ignatius's letter can be dated to about AD 110. You got that? More than 200 years before the Council of Nicaea. Actually, at exactly the same time, AD 110, the Roman administrator Pliny, a non-Christian, wrote to Emperor Trajan about what the Christians got up to on Sundays. And here's what he wrote. The sum total of their guilt or error was no more than the following. They had met regularly before dawn on a determined day and sung antiphonally, that is alternately by two groups, a hymn to Christ as to God. This text confirms what we know from our New Testament documents. The early Christians worshipped the man Jesus as the embodiment of God himself. What's doubly fascinating is that a couple of these hymns to Christ as God, as Pliny calls them, are preserved for us in the New Testament itself. The letters of Paul in the New Testament are our earliest Christian writings. They were penned even before the Gospels themselves. So for historians, they provide the earliest window into what Christians believed. In his letter to the Christians at Colossae uh, in southwest Turkey, Paul offers a beautiful two-paragraph poem, which most scholars think was an early Christian hymn. It praises Jesus with phrases like this. Here we go from Colossians 1. Christ is the image of the invisible God, for by him all things were created. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. This makes the Da Vinci Code claim about Jesus' divinity being invented in the 4th century laughable. In our earliest Christian writings, Jesus is already worshipped as the sole embodiment of God's invisible fullness. Another hymn to Christ as God is found in the Apostle Paul's letter to the church at Philippi in northern Greece. The poetry of the Greek text can't be um, seen or heard in the English translation, but most modern Bibles set the passage out in stanzas like a hymn, because most scholars think it actually was a hymn. Let me read it to you. It's a very famous passage, Philippians chapter 2, from verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is so much we could explore in these amazing words from Philippians 2, and particularly the theme of Christ as servant, which I want to look at later in the week. For now, I just want us to notice how the hymn begins and ends. It begins and ends with the claim that Jesus shares in the nature and name of God himself. Prior to Christ's entry into the world, we're told, he was, quote, in very nature, God. He enjoyed equality with God, though, of course, he relinquished this status in his earthly ministry and suffering, narrated in the next few sentences. But after Jesus' service to humanity, God, quote, exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Well, the name mentioned here isn't the name Jesus, 
It's the name of God himself. It's the very title, Lord. How do we know that? Well, because the Old Testament background of this final stanza makes it very, very clear. In the Old Testament book of Isaiah, God himself declares these words. By myself I have sworn, before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will confess. The final lines of Paul's hymn take this passage from Isaiah 45, which is by God and about God, and applies it to Jesus. So we read that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is amazing. The Old Testament promise that everyone would one day recognize God's universal lordship is fulfilled, says the Apostle Paul, when every knee bows before and every tongue confesses Jesus as the Lord. Jesus is the one who shares in the nature and name of the Almighty. This is an amazing idea and I want to explore it a little more tomorrow night. Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.